I want to tell you a story. It's a story about a scandal, broken relationships, gossip, rumors, money, corporate rivalry, and a broom. A performance-enhancing broom. My name is John Cullen. I'm a comedian, podcaster, and for 20 years, I was a semi-professional curler. And I want to tell you the story about how a single broom almost imploded the 500-year-old sport of curling. We felt like we were bringing a knife to a gunfight. It's the story of a superstar and his fall from grace. Oh, I was being dragged through the mud. It's the story of two brother entrepreneurs with a dream. <laughs> I said, that's great news. It's a story of intrigue. I still don't understand why we want to keep his name secret. The full story has never been told, so I'm going to tell it. Broomgate. How a broom almost killed curling. It was a year I'd like to forget. To listen to Broomgate, search for Broomgate in your favorite podcast app. That's all one word. Broomgate. The Orange beat a ranked team in the Dome for the third straight year. Dungey plays his best game of his career, in my opinion. And Syracuse is going to a bowl game. Syracuse is ranked... Life is good as a Syracuse fan. I'm Sean. This is the Cuse Militia Podcast. Is that an orange in your pants or are you just happy Cuse won? Make some noise, orange fans. It's time for the Cuse Militia Podcast with Sean and Joe. Give us a like on Facebook at Cuse Militia Podcast and follow on Twitter at Cuse Militia. The right of the people to keep and wear orange shall not be infringed. All right, what is up, Cuse Nation? Thanks for tuning in to the Cuse Militia Podcast with Sean and Joe. If you like it, please share it. If you're not already a subscriber, please Hit that subscribe button. We appreciate it. Uh, today, Tyler Morona is going to come uh, come on the program, and he is going to uh, join us for a bulk majority of the post game against NC State. But as always, first we got to hear from the good folks over at my bookie. And you guys know the deal. You know the deal. If you're betting online with anyone else other than my bookie, you're what? You're doing it wrong. You're doing it wrong. They've been in business for years. They have great reviews online, and their mobile site is easy to use. I would only recommend a service to my listeners that's been good to me. That's why I'm urging you to make your way over to MyBookie. You win, they pay, they have in-game live betting over-unders on fantasy points scored, and the most rewarding player perks in the business. MyBookie is currently slammed with new bettors, and they want to give you the best possible service. So if you're willing to deposit money after 7 p.m., uh, Eastern Time, that is, uh, they're going to they're going to give you an extra twenty five dollars on deposits over a hundred. So you could put in a hundred, they give you hundred and twenty five. That's two hundred and twenty five bucks for that. You'll use the promo code Qs if you want to deposit uh, anytime before seven p.m. Eastern. Uh, they will still match your deposit dollar for dollar, but for that you will use p- promo code Qs. Visit my bookie online today. That's M Y B O K I E, and don't forget to use the uh, promo codes that I just gave you. Um, you know, you know the deal. You win, uh, you get paid. So that's it. Thanks to my bookie for uh, helping us out there at the beginning of the show, uh, getting things rolling, right? So, yeah. Joe, yeah, we're going bowling. Yeah, we are. We're going bowling, and we're and, and we're ranked. And it's Sunday's great when you can wake up and uh, have your have that to hang your hat on as a Syracuse fan, right? Oh yeah. Yeah, so, huge win. This is something that we were hoping for, you know, Clemson and even maybe Pittsburgh, um, you know, and once we lost that Pittsburgh game, uh, 
I don't know. I just feel like everyone was kind of down and didn't know if we were going to be able to get close to the to the rankings again. But um, beating NC State again, like you said, the third straight year uh, beating somebody at home, a ranked team at home. So uh, again, like you said, it's it's good. Uh, basketball's coming up. They're ranked. Football's ranked. First time in a long time, and and like you said, life life is good this Sunday. Life is good. Revel in it. We have a whole week. We have a whole week, and um, we're just going to give you this episode is just going to be uh, the the uh, NC State post game, and we will come back again like we did last week for the Wake Forest pregame. So uh, here we go. Right, the Orange improved to six and two overall, three and two in the ACC in front of forty thousand seven hundred and ninety-six fans. In my opinion, Dungey plays best with a chip on his shoulder, and the QB uh, rumblings for the week were exactly what he needed to pull off this performance as he led Syracuse to a fifty-one forty-one win over NC State. Wolfpack quarterback Ryan Finley would throw for a career high of 473 passing yards to Dungy's 411, but it wouldn't be enough. Despite being the most individual passing yards against the Orange in program history, Syracuse had eight plays for over 20 yards or more, and those uh, one of those was an 82-yard strike to number 82, Nakeem Johnson, for a score. Dungy now holds the school's all-time leader in total offense, breaking McNabb's record of 9,950 yards. He holds 15 school records. NC State, Kelvin Harmon shredded the Orange secondary with 247 yards receiving. The Orange D gave up 541 yards in 73 plays to NC State, but they came through when it mattered, rattling Finley all game, eventually causing the mistake they needed for the win. A locked-in Elton Robertson forced a desperation pass that was picked off by Andrew Armstrong, and that's it. Sealed the deal. Uh, who was it? Strickland ran it in for the touchdown to ice it. Ten point lead and not enough yeah. time left on the clock. So there you have it. Yeah, yeah. It was. Uh, we we needed our offense. I knew that that NC State was going to put up points. Um, Finley is a good. I mean, we all saw what their receivers and quarterbacks can do. And um, you know, when I talked to some of the NC State fans, they said they were worried because they didn't think their defense or their secondary, um, especially, was was that good. Um, and I mean, you know, we usually give up big plays here and there too. So it was all about if our offense is going to be able to, 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 you know, match their offense and what, what defense is going to, you know, what big plays are going to come from special teams, defense, all the little things, turnovers, stuff like that. So, um, we eventually won that battle and, um, sealed the deal and it was awesome. Awesome. Saturday night. I watched it with an NC state fan. So yeah, that's even, that's <laughs> even more sweet. It is the first primetime game. Yep. In uh, Saturday night primetime game in eight years for Syracuse, so um, not at home, I believe. Right? Home. Well, yeah. no, I, I think his first primetime game on a Saturday for in eight years. Well, they played at LSU last year, I think, in primetime. But oh, okay. Well, then there you go. Maybe it is at the dome. It's probably the home game. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So fair enough. Um, so yeah, look, we we ate crow. <laughs> It's yeah, like last week. Last week we ate crow, right? Well, maybe we shouldn't yeah. have, but you know, maybe it those rumblings, like I mentioned, those things you can't deny hearing it as a quarterback, even if whatever, even if you try to tune it out, you know it's out there. And that that laid the groundwork, the motivation for for Dungey to come out and do what he did. Yeah. And, you know, I think the mess the best motivation sometimes is another for a quarterback is another quarterback breathing down your neck 
get well, it, yeah. That's what we talked about with, you know, when we were talking about uh, spring football and even coming up into the beginning of the season was how the, you know, Babers, his recruits were going to come up and we were a little bit deeper and they were going to start challenging uh, some of the older guys and holding a little fire to their feet. And um, that that kind of stuff only only uh, breeds more competitiveness and it keeps people on their toes. It doesn't can't can't get complacent. And um, Dungey even said in his press conference that that might have been the you know, the case, uh, but boy, did he, you know, he changed our minds really quick. You know, Tommy DeVito, he's came in and he's, he's saved two games for us. Um, but you know, Dungy, I mean, he's the guy. So we've gone through some things and whenever someone has a bad game, there's any type of negativity, there's going to be the rumblings anyway, you know? So, yeah, I mean, you know, it's part of it, but I think, um, a guy like Dunge uses that as motivation, and he 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 put it all out there. It was fantastic. Yeah. So, so um, well, we got. How about the receivers, man? Well, how about Sean Riley? We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match with Indeed, leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day. Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash match. Just go to Indeed.com slash match right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash match. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. The NBA Finals are heating up. Looking for hot takes on all the postseason action? The Old Man and the Three, presented by BMW, is the podcast to listen to for the ultimate finals coverage. Host and former NBA sharpshooter J.J. Redick not only has a plugged-in perspective on the action from his time in the league, but he's also announcing the games in real time for ESPN. J.J. has the ultimate insider point of view, and he's taking you along for the ride as he breaks down the best defensive schemes, dunks, and drives from each game. And speaking of incredible drives, there's no better place to tune into your new favorite podcast, The Old Man and the Three, than in a standard-setting BMW. Luxury meets power to create a wholly new driving experience. Push the limits this NBA season with the brand that set the ultimate standard, BMW, the ultimate driving machine. Because um, not exactly the go-to, but with his speed and everything, it proved to be... um you know, proved to be the the number one for this game. What do you have? Uh, let's see, 164 yards on 10 receptions. That's awesome. Yeah. The only thing he didn't yeah. he didn't have a touchdown, but you know he no. did everything else, and he did set up a lot of the touchdowns that were scored. Nikeem Johnson had Nike, a big game. Nikeem Johnson. He came in. Uh, he followed up with 136 yards and Sean Riley. So, yeah, yeah. touchdown. Man, uh, Taj Harris with a touchdown. They're not that big, but yeah. Yeah, he's so. really, really him and him and uh, Nikeem Johnson are, are really fast. Uh, are really <laughs> Nikeem Johnson only being a sophomore, Tosh Harris only being a freshman. I'm excited about those guys. Um, they're only going to get better. So yeah, it was it was awesome. I mean, they made some great catches. Um, there's a lot of good individual effort out there yesterday, especially from the receivers. We've seen some drops in the past um, that have kind of hurt the quarterback and some of the stuff that. You know, Dungy and the quarterbacks get kind of blamed for, but um, yeah, they played great. And and I'll tell you what, kudos to to Babers and the um, 
just keeping the locker room together, keeping the guys oh, yeah. together. Because um, sometimes those kind of things, you lose locker rooms. You'll have certain groups that think one person should play certain, you know, all these guys, they trust Babers and what he's doing. They believe in what he's doing. And everyone, like he always says, Ahana and family and everything. I truly believe that that, that locker room is, is together because that's one of the only ways that something like this happened. I mean, do you see the touchdown to Nikeem Johnson where DeVito ran out and yeah, shook Dungy's hand. Well, he went up and like, they jumped up and like, you know, the chest bumped and right. you know, the whole, the whole team's into it. You know, DeVito knows that it's only a matter of time before this team is his and he's a redshirt freshman. Um, he's going to, you know, he's going to prepare like he's going to play. But at the end of the day, he knows that this is, this is Dungy's team for this year. And, you know, he's just going to, support the team as much as possible. And if they need him to come in and win a couple games like they have, then he's going to do it. So, All right. All right, joining us now on the Q's Militia podcast is former Syracuse defensive end and fellow podcaster, host of the Trademark podcast, Tyler Morona, joins us. Tyler, what's up, man? It's finally, uh, it's finally happened. You're on. Glad to have you. Well, th- well, first and foremost, guys, thanks so much for everything that you guys do. I know that you guys add a lot to the community. And before we get too soft here, I also want to say thank you for shouting my show out. I really appreciate it. And uh, it goes a long way. So thanks. It's an honor to be on. Awesome, man. Awesome. No and, problem. And, and thank you. We, we've heard our names on your show. So and that's what this is all about. So yeah. just to get that straight, uh, Tyler is host of the Trademark Podcast, as I mentioned. And as soon as you're done listening to ours, you can go listen to his. People, we've, <laughs> we've heard people say, you know, we wish you guys would put out more episodes during the week. Well, this is a this is a quasi solution. You can go listen to Tyler's show too. Between the two of us, we put out like four episodes a week sometimes. So, um, yeah. So I thought it was funny. Baber said uh, he compared Dungy to Sea Biscuit. Said uh, you don't need to whip him. You just need to show him the whip. And Dungy, uh, the Q the QB controversy, it it reignited his fire. He completed seventy one percent of his passes. And I mean, he had that fire lit. He was he was awesome last night. It's it's pretty interesting to always be have any human compared to a horse. But I mean, <laughs> other than that, it's uh, I I think it's true. I mean, there's there's no doubt about it. The fact that Eric, you know, he was you know given kind of the ultimatum here, and there's. And I'll, I'll let you guys in on a secret. The, um, the majority of the time in football, you, your job is not won or lost on the game field. It's won or lost on the practice field. So, you know, what, what happened this week was that coach never really wanted to defer away from Eric, whether that's, you know, one reason or another. And from, you know, what I understand with talking to uh, my buddy Julian Wiggum was that there's always a part of coach that wants to start both guys. Now, he wants Eric to succeed because he believes that this is his year to, you know, make an impact. And we've seen what Eric can do. And, you know, it's just like it's hard for me to uh, stick with my vegetarian diet when I'm, you know, having to eat crow after last week's show when I wanted to eat it all the way. I know. Us so, too. Yeah. And just a disclaimer, I'm not a vegetarian by any means. <laughs> quite the opposite. But no, it's true. Like I thought DeVito was the guy and Sean and I texted a little bit last night. And I was telling him, like, it's very clear that Eric was the clear, you know, starter all along. And he and DeVito did not practice with the ones this week because when he went in, it was clear that the timing wasn't there like it was the past week. And, you know, I I love DeVito. I think he's going to be a superstar. But I just think that uh, for whatever reason, like, Eric was the guy that, you know, he, I mean, he won us the game yesterday. I mean, flat out and oh, simple. Absolutely. Because without him, there's, oh, yeah. there's no, I mean, there's no way that this thing happened. So it's 
I mean, there's a couple things that can happen. You know, when you're when you're in that position, it's like you said, it's like Eric either lives long enough to be the hero, or you know, dies bur- just being burned out. And you know, it's good. I'm I'm happy for him because, um, you know, I, I I like Eric and he's a good guy, and I I wish him all the best. So I was really excited to see that. Yeah, Joe. Yeah, well, that's again, that was kind of the same thing with us, Tyler. Like, we, we've had to eat crow a couple times with the whole, you know, no way it was to, should DeVito start. And then it happened, and you're like, wow. So we had to do the same thing. Uh, yeah. And I think it was just one of those things where, again, you didn't want to see Dungey go down like that, especially after how, you know, all the three, three and a half years that he's given us, you know. So Certainly. I just think I think there was just a shorter leash Um there would have been a shorter lease, I think. Like again, what he Babers was saying, like if if Dungey doesn't come out and do what he does in the first quarter, I mean, twenty four points in the first quarter, then, um, you know, who knows how 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 short or long that leash is? But he never really even gave anybody, you know, the option. Um, one thing that I did mention though in our last podcast, and I would wanted to get your opinion on it, was when everyone was talking about how much do you think um, went into Davido's performance uh, against North Carolina with. I had a thought of maybe, you know, North Carolina, they game plan for Dungy. They saw three and a half quarters of Dungy, and then all of a sudden you get this guy in where you don't get a lot of tape. Do you think that that had a little bit to do with probably the success of DeVito? Not saying, not trying to take anything away from DeVito, but. Yeah, absolutely. That, no, I, I get what you're saying. You see what I'm saying? So that was, yeah, that totally. was one point. So I didn't really know. But again, I, I was like. Uh, Dungy came out and he gave nobody else. Again, there's no reason. Uh, he was. Very, very into it, just like uh, I just, unlike what he was in uh, the North Carolina game. So you could definitely tell a difference. It was awesome. Yeah, and I mean, to your point, there's the, if you're going to throw a knuckleballer and then all of a sudden you bring in Craig Kimbrell for the ninth, like there's, your timing is going to be different. And right, Eric right. and DeVito are two different quarterbacks in their entirety, especially with the velocity that they put on the football. So yep. in North Carolina, to be quite honest, guys, that is probably the worst team we're going to play all year yeah. outside of Louisville. So, and you and uh, UConn. So, I mean, the fact that I mean, you UNC was really bad at pass defense, so it did yeah. not surprise me at all. And like, if I just think that UNC came in the game thinking like, hey, we're we're just gonna all out, you know, swarm to the football when Dungy has the ball, and then that's all they practice, you know, because yeah. they're only good enough to be able to you know master one thing, you know, to be multiple on defense, you have to be so good and have so many interchangeable parts that yeah, um, and and UNC doesn't have that right now, so I just think it was a matter of like UNC kind of got caught with their pants down, and you know that's what happens. Yeah. Um, Dungy said he, he was quoted as saying, I don't want to say I'm, I was getting complacent, but I was getting comfortable and you can never get comfortable. And yeah, totally. it, it, yeah. that was kind of like, I guess, to sum it up in a nutshell from from his perspective to the fans, that's kind of what it looked like. You know, he's just kind of out there doing his thing and he was missing something. I mean, we've been talking about it for weeks now, him missing something. But one thing last night that really was awesome. As I mentioned it to Joe, too, I mean, first person to turn the ball over is going to lose. And it was a perfect mm. game all the way up until late in the fourth quarter. <laughs> I know. And yep. I, you know, Dungy, he did a really good job throwing the ball. First of all, he he was not just throwing them, you know, sideline balls and, he, you know, sc- uh, wide receiver screens and stuff. I mean, he was throwing the slot receivers and stuff, which is something, you know, we're not really – um, I didn't know if he was not comfortable with it or they just don't call his number on that. But, you know, there was a switch there. So – um, him yeah. being mistake free was was uh, crucial though, and he put balls where pretty much only his receivers could get them. You know, except for the free play. And that's the he cool had a free play. Yeah. 
Yeah, totally. And that's the cool part about this game is that for the most part, it was a very clean game by by both teams, honestly. And these were two yep. good football teams that are playing. And it's really cool to see that, um, you know, Syracuse finally elevated their game to be better than a team that I thought coming in was better than Syracuse. Syracuse actually outperformed you, uh, NC State in just about every category. Yeah. Um, so with that being said, it was really awesome. But here's here's kind of like my take with Dungy. There's obviously a mortality that comes with anybody's football career. And so Eric's probably thinking around the corner, hey, if I have any shot at the NFL, I'm going to have to start doing things differently. So he starts overextending himself so he can say that I'm I have to change because people don't they're not going to want me if I keep playing the way that I play. You know, this, you know, wild man attitude, this, you know, different style of play that's herky jerky relies on the feet, not the arm. And I think he wasn't really getting complacent. I just think that he was kind of psyching himself out thinking like, you know, I'm not going to have the ability to move on to the next level. And coach showed him like, hey, well, if you're really that concerned about, you know, the future and not concerned with now, I'll just replace you, you know, today. And and <laughs> I think once Eric saw that, he was like, you know what, I think it's best that I actually play to my style because that's the winning formula for Syracuse is Dungy to be Dungy and just yeah. not overextend himself. And we saw what he can do. And on that first deep ball that he threw on the trips left uh, three seams, there was he put that ball right in the breadbasket. Like that was a throw that I thought only DeVito can make on this roster. So, I mean, I saw a deep yeah. ball accuracy out of him a couple times. Yeah, no so, wobble. Nice, I, tight. Yeah. Spot yeah, up. and the last note I had on Eric Dungey was all of his touchdown passes were throws that were made in under two and a half seconds, which means that he did not think about the ball releasing, and all his accurate throws were released in under two seconds almost. So that shows me that no if he's thinking, he's no good. Right. So yeah. it was good to see that he was firing again. Yeah, um, the first half QB change, Tyler, I texted you last night on that. I, I, I didn't like it, but I guess looking back um, and hearing um, the postgame press conference, basically I think uh, what had happened, you tell me, um, the coach was showing him the whip again. There was a stagnant oh, yeah. second quarter. They scored, yeah. they scored the, what, 27 points in the first quarter? And our, yeah, and 24. Then, 24. And then um, mm-hmm. the stagnant second quarter, and so he was like, he showed him the whip. He threw, he threw DeVito in and yeah. uh, gave him a series. So, and then it picked back up after that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right after the half. Yeah. Yeah, so, one of the things with Dungy that I liked, and I mentioned it last, uh, last podcast, Sean, was that in the North Carolina game, Dungy, it didn't, he didn't seem to even attempt like a pass down, down the middle or over top the linebacker, you know, in the middle of the field. And it was nice to see, you know, first, I think the first completion he had was that post to Taj Harris right down the middle. And it just looked like his, his, his balls were completely different than what they were. So, like I said, maybe it was something like what Tyler was talking about. It was just a mental block and he kind of got, he got the message and, um, I'm sure throughout the week in practice, uh, like Tyler said, if you don't prove that you can do it in practice, they're not going to put you in the field during the game. So, yeah, absolutely. Any final thoughts from uh, Joe and Tyler on um, on on Dungy and the offense? Well, I guess the only thing that I would say was that these these type of things happen where I mean, you get subbed in for all the time. Like on the defensive line, like if you're not performing like two plays in a row, like we'd be subbed in and out. Yeah. But you don't notice it because like, you know, just one guy that looks the same and for another guy that looks the same and you know, you kind of get lost in the shuffle. But when it's at quarterback, it's much different, right? So yeah. I just want I just want everybody to know that like this happens more so than people think. It's just not as recognizable. So it's like it's not that weird to have this happen, 
but fans may just be like, oh, well, you know, either way, it's going to be a wasted series. And it proved to not be because even though DeVito went in there and it was a three and out, look what Eric did the rest of the game. I mean, he really stepped up his game and um, it showed why those things are important, even if they don't yield points right away. Exactly. That's great. So um, we've watched this defense get shredded on the ground. We've watched him get shredded through the air like last night. But there's one uh, consistent thing with this defense, and that's them frustrating quarterbacks. No matter who they played, they've gotten every quarterback. In uh, Finley, he was only sacked five times the entire season. I mean, I don't know his hurried numbers or anything like that, but uh, was it three? Yeah. I think it's three, and then Clemson got him twice, so it was five. Oh, is that what that was? I I think so. So, um, you know, they, they rattled his cage out there in pretty much the entire game. Certainly. Every time he dropped back to pass, and um, I thought that was awesome. And that's one consistent with the Syracuse defense is that they may give up a lot of yards, but they're going to make these quarterbacks pay if they hold on to the ball too long. So, um, yeah. and then as far as the defense, too, finishing games and not choking, I mean, uh, there, a lot of the games last year was it, uh, Miami, uh, Florida State, these, those were games mm-hmm. they didn't, they couldn't finish. I think, right. I think um, uh, the pit game was a game that they didn't finish and they could have put away and didn't. So, you know, I think things are looking up for the defense in, in some respect. They're banged up too. So, yeah, secondary. The secondary is banged up. And hey, look, when you're playing against you know a six-year quarterback who's almost 24 years old yeah, and some NFL crazy. receivers, and you have like the you know, the the um, the defensive backs that we have as far as just being a little young and stuff, I, I just, I mean, you're going to give up points. You're going to give up big plays. I, I just think, like in a game like last night, it came down to, you know, you got to make the, the stops when you need it, make big plays, you know, there's always to it. We made the stop when we needed it. Yeah, they did. They came through when, when it was time to come through, they came through. And no. uh, they did that a couple times last night. So uh, any thoughts on the defense, Tyler? Yeah, it's 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 hilarious that all of a sudden, next thing you know, what we're doing, we can't stop the run. Then we have a great game against the run. It completely nullifies their run game. But at the same time, Finley, Finley is legit. I mean, he really reminds me of a guy that's going to be somewhere in between an Alex Smith and maybe a little bit above that at the next level. A consistent guy that has really? accuracy. And the biggest thing that happened in that game was that, you know, our – what to me has been the most frustrating part of the defense because I have been a defensive lineman is that our defensive line is, you know, those guys are three killers up there and not to leave out our nose tackle by any means, but our both ends and our three technique are, are just killing it right now. And for me, that's the most encouraging thing because the best part about a, a great defense is having either, a, you know, knowing what you're going to get play after play out of your defensive line, because then you can set the tone. And we, I mean, and honestly, if we win by 10 every, if we won, if, if Syracuse won every game by 10 points, then we'd be national champions at some point. Right. So it's like, I don't care what the points are as long as we win. I just want to know that when the game's on the line, that we have a guy like Alton Robinson, that I wish he didn't slow down on that last play, just that one step and completely obliterated Finley. And, uh, (laughs) but I mean, it's still, still, I mean, it it actually kind of worked out because that one step gave us that interception. So it's uh it, it was perfect in the game and i was i was freaking out and i think the coolest part about the defense was nc state gave us is the best that they could and we still came out on top yeah yeah they did they really did that was um <clears throat> it was finley's uh most yards throwing in his career 
And it was also the most yards, individual yards, Syracuse has given up since the program started. So, they, of course, he absolutely, <laughs> he absolutely did give it his, his all. It's just, it was just, it was exciting. I never really like, I didn't get nervous as like I usually do during SU games, where I'm you know pacing the floor and um, you know screaming and waking kids up. But uh, yeah, I thought I thought it was great. They came through when they needed it. So this morning. Um, ranked for the first time in 17 years. That's huge. And they actually stole NC State's spot at 22nd in the AP poll. And, I mean, this is huge for, for the fans. It's huge. For the, for the football team, it's huge. Uh, but for Babers, coming in with a team that's clearly on the rise, Babers, bring, not only they, he gets them to a bowl game, and the next day they're ranked for the first time in 17 years. I mean, you couple that with the coach himself, and you got to see recruiting's going to get easier. And just what a milestone for Babers! I think it's awesome. I just love it. Yeah, no, it was great. It was definitely great. And it was forty thousand. Even though one of my buddies told me that a decent crowd left at halftime, which normally does happen. So. Yeah. Why? But, uh, why halftime? They were ahead at halftime too. Yeah, it's kind of crazy. But a bunch of people left. I mean, my buddy left, and when they were only down seven points against North Carolina, there's just some. Fairweather fans, I don't, I don't, I don't get it. But it's great that we're finally ranked, and I'd love to know the stat of the last time that our football and basketball team were both ranked at the same time. Yeah, that should be a great stat. <laughs> I, it is, it, it's, it's funny that like we literally just like swapped with NC State, um, and like the voters are just like, yeah, just whatever. Well, they beat them, so we'll give them number twenty-two. But yeah. um, <laughs> you, you know, you know how many like. A lot of fans thought that after the pick game, and including myself, I didn't think that we were going to be ranked this year, regardless of how it, how it finished, just because we had, you know, that loss on there. But I think what the voters saw was that Pitt has actually been on a run here. Yeah. And I think that the voters are always going to be weird about these types of things. And I mean, not to mention that the first college football playoff ranking comes out and that'll be more interesting to me to see where those voters think we are, because that's the real, you know, that's where we, you know, our, our recruiting bones are going to be made is, you know, in where are we comparatively to the rest of the country? And can we really put our foot down and say, no, you don't have to go there. You don't have to do that. You don't have to go to this place to get this thing, that thing or the other. You know, you can come here and have a top 25, you know, experience in football with the facilities, with this education. And that's what's really going to turn the corner is that even though there may not be recent tradition, we can go back on old tradition and we can say we're building that back up again. And here's how we're going to do it. And it's really really important to see how this thing finishes for that reason. So I'm really excited to see what the college football playoff committee has to say. Yeah, that's awesome. So, um, Joe, any final thoughts? There's just good timing with that too, because, you know, you got the dome renovations. Uh, Babers has had a couple of the better uh, recruiting, recent recruiting classes. And um, again, having a, a season like this, if we can end up going on and Winning two, three more games, four more games, who knows? Like, that's going to be huge with recruiting. And, of course, that's going to help even with what Tyler was talking about, too, if we keep winning. So, yeah, Notre Dame game's looking pretty good. Yeah, that's going to be exciting, Notre Dame. Hey, Tyler, real quick, if I'm going to put you on the spot yep. here for um, your your any thoughts on Wake Forest coming up. Um, 
I just remember that I saw their kicker miss like four field goals in one game. So he's a mental <laughs> midget. And then I don't, I'm not afraid anymore. You know, bring him on. Notre Dame, come at me. Clemson, not anymore because we already lost to you. But still, like, I don't want to face you again. So that's the only team I'm kind of like, ah, eh, you know, I don't want to face you. But everybody else, bring it on. Yep. And uh, so, I mean, Wake Forest. I've never really been concerned with them. They've always, that's always been a swing game. But now that we're already bowl eligible, these, these, I think the teams that play a lot looser. I mean, just from yeah. here on out, it's like the monkey's off our back. Let's just go play football and have fun. Yeah, I think yep. they've gotten us the last two games, two years. But, um, yeah, well, they had, like a, you said, they had a senior quarterback, they had a pretty good yeah. quarterback yeah. there and uh, pretty good defense. This year, their defense is like worse than the ACC. So now that it seems to, we have uh, some of our offensive issues. You know, plumbed out. I don't think we should really have a, a, an issue. And so I'm going. I'm going to that game next weekend too. So it better be good weather. And Dungey better do exactly what he. Well, maybe not exactly, but you know. <laughs> um, uh, Dungey's best game of his career. Who? In my opinion, absolutely. I mean, he. In my opinion, statistically, yeah. I mean, that was yeah. the most impact he's had on a football game, from what I've seen. Yeah. I would have, I would agree. I I can't I couldn't think of any one game that stood out quite like last night with all that was on the line and then just the impact like you said Tyler coming to today and now they're ranked 22nd in the nation. It's huge and and what a way First to bounce time since back. Since 01. Yeah. What a, what yeah. a way to bounce back for Eric Dungey. He's he's a warrior. And it's like coach says and we've been saying it and um it's awesome. I think he's it's awesome. So yeah, it's, glad to see yeah, it's, just, it's just so hard to get on like in the national spotlight for Syracuse football. It's been like that for so long. So it's just so exciting to be able to, you know, because we're going to start hearing people actually talk about us, you know. So I'm sick and tired of just watching the college game day and just waiting for them to like just mention us once, you know. And so hopefully that'll change. And like uh, Tyler said, bring on Wake Forest. Hopefully we can get to seven and two. Absolutely. And uh, Joe's Joe's upset pick before the season started was Notre Dame. So uh, hopefully we can get that one. Um, now, uh, Tyler, go ahead, man. Give out your credentials at Tyler Morona. Right? That's it, right? No space? Yeah, at, at, at Tyler Morona on Twitter. Um, I mean, there's not too much to uh, subscribe to other than the trademark podcast, Syracuse Football. I do the uh, Syracuse Football digital radio program a couple times a week. That's the uh, um, the name of the show as far as like you know when i run just a syracuse show so um you know i always have somebody on from the other you know like this week i had a guy from sb nation that writes for the nc state blog so i try to talk to somebody from the opposing team's media so that i get a better understanding because as much as i was a player i'm also a fan too so i always try to see what i can get as far as a fan point point of view in in the last uh episode i listened to was with uh julian wiggum that was really good and when he said, Dungy's going to start, Dungy's going to start. And I'm like, eh, what is he talking about? And Dungy started. <laughs> so. Yeah. <laughs> Julian's the man. He's, yeah. Yeah. He's got he knows what he's talking about. stuff than yeah. I do. And it's funny that he actually, oh, yeah. No, he knows what he's talking about. And it's funny because he just actually texted me to get something on the Lakers. And I might actually have something for him. So, we, you know, we go back nice. and forth. That's awesome. Yeah. But every time he talks, I, I mean, I like listening to what he says. <laughs> Tyler, dude, thanks for taking the time out. And we're going to get you back ASAP. We might be doing some recruiting stuff, right? We'll work on some recruiting stuff. Yeah, Put together totally. a recruiting episode oh, yeah. for football. All right, so thanks for coming on. We'll try to get you back on at least 
at least one more time before uh, we close out the football season. And you can subscribe to Tyler's podcast on iTunes. I believe he's on SoundCloud. So, uh, Tyler, thanks a lot. Appreciate it. Thanks so much for having me on. I got to run, but uh, I'll talk to you guys later. All right. Thanks, man. It's time to hear from you. The loud mouths from the loud house. The best damn college sports fans in the nation. All right, y'all know the deal. At Cuse Militia on Facebook, at Cuse Militia on Twitter. Made it easy for everybody so that you can go there and you can participate in the fan feedback. If you want to give us a call, the number and leave a message and get on the show that way, the number is 315-236-2436. But first, we want to give you some free stuff. As always, if you go to iTunes and you leave us a five-star rating, in a written review, we will uh, send you the the Q's crate. The Q's crate, the coveted Q's crate, comes in an envelope, okay, delivered right to your door, no questions asked, if I read your uh, review on, on the show. So here it is, at ScribblesCK, uh, pre and post game must, five stars. This is my favorite sports podcast by far as a Q's alum. This is a must, all caps, by the way, must listen to podcasts for every Q's pregame and postgame. Uh, the hosts, Sean and Joe, bring a unique and focused perspective to Syracuse sports in a fun and informative dialogue. Five out of five stars. That is awesome. These reviews get better and better and better, and they mean a ton to us. So we really, really appreciate that. Scribbles, scribble, whatever, scribble, S-C-K. I don't know. I don't know how you read it. I have no idea. So uh, we appreciate it. But go ahead, email us, and um, email me your address, and I will get that stuff out as soon as I can. Uh, we propose a question at the end of every game. You know, what you thought. Let's hear what you have to say. And uh, we'll start with Twitter here, at OilQs, our buddy Captain Patrick. Um, he says, I haven't decided if you guys owe Dungey an apology or not yet based on our comments from the last podcast. Based on your comments from the last podcast, just FYI, I wanted uh, DeVito to start too. But huge game for Eric Dungey. And the wide receivers, did it seem like the refs were freaking horrible? Go Cuse. All right, let's take this. Uh, do we owe Dungey an apology? Or did we just motivate Dungey? I mean, it's quite I don't think. I don't think we owe Dungey an apology. You know, I think um, it was more of, we were just talking more. We're trying to guess. I mean, we're he didn't look right. And I think a lot of people didn't think that he looked right. And yeah. so we're just kind of guessing to the fact. And, you know, DeVito just played so well and got us out of a jam that, you know, we knew that most of the fan base probably was going to see him. And if Dungy did start, then he was going to have a short leash. If he didn't come out and just th- score and, and match Ryan Finley, then who knows when we would have seen DeVito. So, uh, again, we're going to eat our crow. I'm, I, you know, I'll, I'll man up to something that I was wrong about. But I don't think we necessarily bashed Dungy, you know. No, well, we never have bashed Dungy. In fact, we, we were opting for a two-quarterback system. We never wanted to bench him either. So, right. Um, it uh, did it seem like the refs were freaking horrible? There was a couple calls. There was a pass interference call on Syracuse, where an offensive lineman from NC State straight tackled a defensive lineman, and there was no call right in front of the referees. So, I mean, there was a couple things um, I can't remember. You know, it wasn't enough for me to remember, apparently. So, I don't know. Yeah. You know, I don't know. Things get missed. And they let uh, Mm -hmm. college is a lot. I mean, they let a lot of stuff go in college, I think. Um, They let them play a little bit more. So, I don't even think it was pass interference either, though. That's the thing. They missed a legit call and called one that was kind of bogus. 
Yeah, yeah I'm just used to it as a Syracuse fan. Right, exactly. <laughs> okay, um, at Jay Carpenter 74 buddy Jake, uh, Spotify won't let me rate the podcast, but I only listen to Pat McAfee Show and Heartland Radio. I'm so incredibly proud of the Syracuse team. team. Dino has these guys going in the right direction. Uh yeah, first of all, yeah, you can't rate us on podcast. Uh, uh, rate the podcast on Spotify. You can only do that. And I said a couple of weeks ago, I would come back and try to find a way to uh, for everybody to to get a Q's crate that's outside of the iTunes realm. There's really no way to rate outside of the iTunes realm. I mean, podcast. I you know, the podcasts were started by iTunes. They kind of own that, um, and that's why it's the most prestigious too. But uh, yeah, proud of the team. And like we've said a hundred times, even last year when they were finishing four and eight. Dino has a team going in the right direction and obviously, you know, killing it this year, really. I mean, it's fi- yeah. finally starting to to see the, you know, the fruits of of the coaching from Dino. At Geo yeah. Heater, do you have anything to say to that? No, I'm, okay. I'm all set. Yeah. Uh, at Geo Heater, uh, we have a good football team. I was all DeVito, but Dungy certainly proved himself, and I like that. Uh, we were able to put Finley on his ass a, a lot, which I loved. Uh, great pressure. Offense looked very good. Nikeem is no joke. Strickland surprisingly, surprisingly played well. Good win. Yes, yeah, uh, Strickland, by the way, was one for one. We, and we cannot fail to mention this. He was one for one passing for 48 yards. Um, so he launched yeah. one, right? I mean, that was awesome. Yeah, it um, was. Uh, he was, you know. Little underthrown, but he's a running back. I'll give him a pass. Yeah, but he they, looked um, good doing it, you know. Oh yeah, yeah. I've never. I mean, I. I think. I don't really have anything negative with Mo Neal, Dante Strickland, or Jarvion Howard. I think I like them all. I think they all kind of have their own little things that they're good at. Um, but uh, you know, Strickland, he started a majority of last year, and I mean, that's one thing that's a little not. But I would say puzzling to me is is how they come up with their running back rotation. You know. Right. Strickland started a majority of last year and then, you know, for a little while, I mean, we see Jarvie and Howard now coming in more in like late in games to run against the tired defense and down near the goal line and stuff like that. But I mean, for a little while there, Strickland wasn't getting too many carries and Mo Neal was getting 20 plus carries. And then I think what there's the fumble last week, but uh, I don't know, like I didn't, I don't remember seeing Mo Neal too much last night. So, um, yeah. I like all of them, but yeah, they're uh, all. The way, that's a great. Pack. The rotation is weird, you know. So yeah, um, at if not now when eighty four, uh, good win. Dungy looked like he was back to his old self. Absolutely. Um, if they would call pass interference on Harmon once in a while, this game wouldn't <laughs> wouldn't have been this close. Uh, the guy pushed off every time. He is uh, throwing the ball. Go Cuse. Yeah, there was a couple of that. Some of that too. Yeah. So oh, yeah. There's we, we definitely got some, one down the sideline. Yeah, and we so we got we do have some some uh, legit uh, questions with the referees, no doubt. Um, uh, at motorcycles one sixty eight, great game, great team, great coach. Yeah, you know, being ranked for the first time in seventeen years, and we mentioned this when uh, we had Tyler on just a minute ago. Being ranked for the first time in seventeen years, getting a bowl game. And getting Dungy, you know, his first bowl game all in one weekend, um, you know, that's special. And with the Syracuse team being, the basketball team being ranked preseason, it's a it's a great weekend. We've said it. I'll say it again. I'll, I'll say it again. I'll beat the dead horse. Enjoy this. Let's enjoy this week because, uh, you know, you never know when it, it, it can end. Just walk with your walk with your chest puffed out. Who cares? 
Um, so let's see. Uh, Steve on Facebook, dear God, they need to find some sort of defense. Uh, yeah, we, <laughs> uh, <laughs> pretty simple. We mentioned it with Tyler again. Um, so I don't want to be too repetitive, but they've got, um, they've gotten ripped through the air. They've gotten ripped on the ground. They held NC state to 68 yards rushing. That's awesome. But they also gave up 473 yards through the air. But the one consistent is they're putting quarterbacks on their butts and they're rattling their cages. And at least we have something, right? Yeah, you yeah, and you can't expect a perfect, uh, you know, a perfect defense. It's college football. This is we're not Alabama. Like teams are going to score points on us, and teams are going to. I mean, a lot of teams score a lot of points in college football. So um, it's more about being timely. And creating turnovers, which this this team has done, you know, we can give up yards all day, but if the team only ends up with a field goal or a missed field goal, they end up turning the ball over. You know, it's all about those timely, timely things. So, and uh, I think our team's good at doing that. Uh, we're still really good at uh, third down defense, and like you said, our our pass rush and our, our our defensive line gets gets to the quarterback, and that's that pressure is what pretty much won us the game and sealed the deal last night. So. Yeah, absolutely. Well, yeah, to the last, the last, well, not the last play of the game, but you know, the no, Robertson rush. Two minutes. There's two minutes. Less yeah. than two minutes to yeah. go. Um, DK says could easily be undefeated. And you think about that, and it's still we're still we're still two fourth down conversions on defense away from being eight and zero right now. Is that nah. crazy? That's crazy, right? I mean, we can still talk about that right now because it's the truth. Um, right. So, uh, Jerry. Great win tonight, and now bowl eligible should be consideration for top 25 team. Well, Jerry, that was last night that you left that, and uh, you woke up this morning, and you had to mosey around a little bit, but the AP poll came out, and we're ranked 22nd. So they must have awesome. listened to you. Good yeah, job. Yeah, good job, Jerry. Uh, we have you to thank for that. Don, a few good receivers on both sides, and the QBs were making great throws. Great pressure on NC State's quarterback at the end caused the interception that led to the winning touchdown. Absolutely, Don. It's like it's almost like Don has already listened to what we've said this entire episode. <laughs> <laughs> no, but honestly, uh, th- yeah, good observation. That's it. Uh, Mike, one hell of a win. Q's football's future looks awesome. Pay Dino and keep him in the dome. Yeah, we've got to. to we've got to keep Dino. This is a long. They need to lock him in some kind of long term. I know that there's ways out of those things, but they we've got to keep Dino here. I don't. Yeah. I don't see. I don't see. I don't need unless 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 he's really screwing stuff up later on down the road. Uh, you know, having him here for for to build his team and. Uh, you know, we've still got a couple years before we have all his team. You know what I mean, Joe? What would you say? I just am sick and tired of the three to four years and yeah, another coach. Right? You know exactly, and then you got to start all over again. It's really frustrating. So yeah, it's been a long time of that cycle. And to, if we could keep Dino, I mean, it, yeah. everything will be like, good. And I like the way that this offense and that that team plays. You know, I like the guy, the way that you know, just the motive. He, the motivator that he is and just the way that they play, they play fast. It's just way more, it's easy to watch, you know, even like Doug Marone, he was okay when we, I mean, we, he got an NFL offered head coaching job just by going 500 for four years. He went 25 and 25. So you could start to see the growth, but the way that he played, I mean, just the way of the game, it's just not, it was kind of, I don't want to say boring, you know, football, everyone has their different things, but 
this is just something that I want to see and I don't want to have to see it change. And and he's a good coach and I'd like to just lock him up. We can have a long-term coach and we could see this kind of football. And that vision that he was talking about when he first got the head coaching job is, is actually looking to, like it's coming true. So, yeah. So, uh, one, one last, one last one here. Paul says on Facebook, better stiffen up that defense. Yeah. So, um, yeah, well, we all know that, right? So, <laughs> With this, but that, that's it. Go to uh, at QSplash on Facebook and Twitter. And what, what you want to say something about that? Yeah, I'm just it's uh, they're a little beat up in the secondary. I understand. No, yeah, they are, but they've done it when they've had to. You know, we held Clemson to not a lot of points. When, that's true. I mean, yeah. and, and realistically, when we get into a game like Western Michigan and these other teams like UNC, it's like, yes, we give up big plays, teams take, take chances, and big plays happen. and I just don't see a situation where we're going to be that team that's going to beat a team 51 to 14. Not right now. So, again, like I said, we just outscore teams and our defense makes timely plays and, and we'll be fine, especially with the schedule we have. There's really not other than Notre Dame. You know, Boston College is all right, but yeah. Yeah. So, it is what it is. Yeah, absolutely. So, uh, like I was saying, uh, at QSmush on Facebook and Twitter. We appreciate everybody doing that. And of course, if you don't want to hear me butcher your, your Twitter handle or your comments, you can always call 315-236-2436. I believe that's the number. <laughs> uh, I hope it's the number. <laughs> it's, on, it's on Twitter. It's on Facebook. Uh, you can find it. Um, so, all right, it, Joe, final thoughts to uh, wrap this up? Anything? Anything? I just hope that they don't get overconfident and head down in uh, Wake Forest next week and take care of business. Should be able to win the next two games as long as you don't play awful. Right. And, um, you know, we'll, like I said, we'll be back probably Tuesday or something along those lines for uh, some um, Wake Forest pregame. So look forward to, to giving you guys that. And that, I think we'll probably do that on uh, what whatever day Joe's available. Tuesday, maybe? Tuesday, yeah. All right, so we'll record that Tuesday night. It'll be out Tuesday night, and you can listen to it then or Wednesday. So um, I want to thank Tyler Morona for coming on. That was awesome. I look forward to having him on yep. more and more. Yep. Um, thanks to everybody who participated in fan feedback and uh, your 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 tweets and retweets and follows and stuff. It was a great weekend for social media. I just had a blast. I want to thank. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I want to give a shout out and thank Will Scott. This this dude gets on TV nonstop in his orange suit and tie, and he's just a gif machine. Gif, jif, jiffy, whatever. He's a gif machine. <laughs> so uh, thank him for that. And so that's it. Uh, I guess we'll see you back here on Tuesday. For Joe, I'm Sean. We're out. Peace. This has been the Q's Militia Podcast with Sean and Joe. Be heard. Contact us on Facebook at Q's Militia Podcast and tweet at us using hashtag Q's Militia. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P.